0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rays Radio Network.
1: A one-two pitch. He popped him up into left field. It is
0: playable. A Rosarena to his left. And for the fourth consecutive year, the Rays will return to the postseason, as they've done every year since 2019.
1: Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Get a deep breath for Jason as he comes set. Now the pitch. Swing and a ground ball is short. Wander has it, goes to the bag out. Throws to first, double play! It's a double play! And Jason Adams comes in with a bases loaded, nobody out situation, and keeps it a scoreless game.
0: Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fort Myers, Florida. Today, we're at JetBlue Park on an absolutely gorgeous afternoon. Mid-80s and sunny skies. Hardly a cloud to be found for a second straight day. This time, the Rays taking on the Boston Red Sox. Dave and Andy will have the play-by-play. At the top of the hour as far as what's on tap on the field today will be jose series first appearance uh, he missed friday's workout due to illness but was back healthy at the complex in the orlando area yesterday and in the lineup today and also in the lineup today on the mound the race top pitching prospect and taj bradley he should throw the first inning today and curtis me the top hitting prospect is going to be the designated hitter in terms of other players of note to watch today Christian Bethencourt, of course, is one of the Rays' catchers and headed off to play in the World Baseball Classic. This will be his first appearance. And the same for outfielder first baseman Luke Raley, who's out of options and trying to make the ball club. As far as the team on the field uh, for the Rays on our show today, you're going to hear from President of Baseball Operations Eric Neander and also from Brandon Lau. Brandon will make his first appearance in a game tomorrow. He, Wander Franco, Yandy Diaz, Randy Arosarena, and Manuel Margot all will play in Sarasota against the Orioles tomorrow. And Lau certainly has had a busy offseason, becoming a first-time dad and also improving his health after a stress reaction in his back last year. Hey, we will remind you that you can celebrate the 25th anniversary of Rays Baseball on opening day, Thursday, March 30th at 310, again 32 days away. Learn more about notable moments in Rays history and purchase tickets at RaysBaseball.com. Coming up, Brandon Lau on being a new dad and more. We're in Fort Myers. You're listening to Countdown to Opening Day on 95.3 WDAE on the Rays Baseball Network. Top pitching prospect Taj Bradley taking some warm-up rows out in the outfield right now, starting to get himself loose. You're listening to Countdown to Opening Day on the Rays Baseball Network as we get set for the Rays and the Red Sox at the top of the hour. We also remind you that single-game tickets for Rays Spring Training presented by Visit Tampa Bay are on sale right now. To see the whole schedule and purchase tickets, go to RaysBaseball.com slash spring. Again, Taj Bradley today making his first appearance in a spring game at a Rays uniform. Brandon Lau will do so tomorrow. It's been a quite a busy offseason for Brandon, and certainly he's a really important piece of the puzzle. And I had a chance to sit down with him this week and ask him what it's been like over the last month as a new dad.
2: Uh, it, it's kind of just changes everything from the way that I look at Madison every day to what I want to do when I get home how much time that I want to spend you know at the field after I get everything done you know I I like look forward to getting home so much to go see my son and to go see Madison and it definitely it puts a different puts everything that we're doing now in a different perspective.
0: Does it make it easier to be a ball player in some regards in that it changes your focus in some way shape or form
2: Uh, I mean we haven't gotten there yet so we'll we'll figure that out but I think there is something to be said you know that there is someone at home that doesn't care if I went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts or 4 for 4 with four grand slams you know I I think uh you know there's a factor of that that kind of just keeps everything even for us and you know haven't I've Having Kali for the past four years has kind of been that little semblance of it, but you know, it, it's, it's definitely amplified when you have, you know, a living be- human being that you're kind of taking care of.
0: And I think it's admirable, too, that you and Madison were so open about the challenges that you guys faced over the last three years. I'm sure that provides just perspective in terms of what you do on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. To, to obviously the struggles were. Nothing short of, you know, horrible at times, but, you know, to get through this with, with Madison and to watch her become a mom has been one of the greatest things that I could ask for.
0: You've done that, and you've also, I, I, I would assume that, not that you're trying to do this, but it does provide a platform to help others in some way, shape, or form that you guys have been open about that.
2: Yeah, and uh, in, in this past season, I guess, with the, yeah, the Roberto Clemente uh nomination and everything we got to make a donation towards a charity of our choice and we actually did a little bit of research and found a group that does takes donations and helps families that aren't able to conceive naturally to be able to afford the IVF process because you know we're I'm Madison and I are very fortunate to be in in the position we are that that price really wasn't a question for us you know we would cut back in different form, like facets of our life to make sure that we were going to have a child and i mean other families and other people are not that fortunate and you know this outlet uh baby quest was our place that we did our donation and i'm fairly certain that the couple that we helped actually conceived so you know hopefully that family will be welcoming a child here pretty soon
0: that's got to be maybe not as gratifying as as having a child of your own but on another level that's pretty amazing
2: yeah i mean incredible to the feeling to help somebody you know start a family to knowing other couples and other families were feeling the way that Madison and I were feeling to give them some semblance of hope, try to have a try to start a family it's it's a really good feeling. Well all
0: of this went on during seasons and then during the off season as you got as Madison got ready to conceive you're also in the midst of trying to get yourself healthy how are you feeling?
2: I feel great you know it's off season was a tad bit longer than than i had hoped it to be you know i think we god what was it august or september that i went back on the il that that last time and i've just been kind of doing everything that that was possible you know changing up nutrition trying to take any sort of class that was going to help my back get any sort of better and then doing anything that a pt would even think to try to get to do whether that was cups, needles, you know, core work. I was, I was doing it all. And, you know, right now I feel really good and we're just going to see where it all, all takes me.
0: It was early January, not before um, Emmett was born that you finally got to swing a bat again. What was that day like on New Year's Day?
2: I was, it was pretty great. You know, I got, got the clear from, from Joe and the, and the staff here that it was January 1st, we were going to be allowed to swing. And I think I called the guys at the facility that I was going to. I was like, hey, I'm going to show up. Uh, I I don't have a lot, but I have a schedule from the Rays, and we've kind of worked it, tweaked it, and everybody agrees that this is what we need to do for me to be at the best place for spring training. So let's let's get after it. We're ready to get going. And uh, Emmett kind of threw a little uh, wrench in the plan there for a little bit, but – you know, thank, that's another place where I'm thankful for, for Madison is, you know, he came and I think the day he came was the first day that I was supposed to hit off a machine. You know, first day for live BP, which is another big step, you know, going from front toss to a machine uh, was a big step. And I ended up having to take like three or four days off to, you know, help her out, try to do whatever I could to to be of service, which isn't a whole lot from from my side of things. But You know i could change the diaper and i could do what i could to help uh make madison's life a little bit easier but i think she could probably see it on my face and the day came she was like you need to go like go swing go you need to do this so we ended up uh she's been a godsend for me for everything through this how has now your baseball routine changed?
0: Like, your preparation, knowing what you had to deal with with the stress reaction last year, what will be different on a day-to-day basis to make sure you put yourself in the best position?
2: Just making sure that I'm ready to go. Um, we have a lot of things that will carry over from last year and a few things that I picked up through this offseason, but nothing nothing that's very extreme, you know, just some rotate. Like, just stuff to keep make sure that the body's loose, the body's ready to go, and I'm not just going to, roll out, roll out of bed, show up to the field, and start swinging. You know, it's just making sure that you get in, get some prep work done, do some stretches, get get the body loose.
0: Eric Meander is on the show too, and we asked him what it would mean if both you and Wander could play at least 130 games this year. What do you think if the two of you can be on the field for that amount of time? Not that any team is built on two guys. It's built on 26, 40, 50, 60 guys during a
2: year. Yeah, I think uh, – a big thing that me and Wander bring to the table is is a change in the lineup. It's not that me and Wander are fix all to a to a situation, but when you add two guys like Wander in my bat, all of a sudden you know Yandy gets pitched a little differently, Randy gets pitched a little differently, Harold gets a few more fastballs over the middle, you know, J Lo or Isak or those guys start to get a little bit better pitches. You know they're not hyper-focused on, you know, that guy being a threat. You know, all of a sudden now there's more threats in the lineup they have to focus on. So, you know, we're really just trying to come in, Wander and I both just trying to be healthy and not come through expecting us to hit 100 home runs and drive in 700, you know, that kind of thing. You know, we're going to come out there, we're going to do what we can do, and, and we just expect this to seem to mesh the way that we have always have.
0: And part of that is two guys stepping up as leaders. It's kind of weird to say, you know, you're not old, but you and Yandi are two of the veteran guys. Do you see yourself now in a leadership position?
2: Yeah, I, I would say a little bit. I uh, it, it caught me off guard, honestly. I didn't think about being a an old older guy in the clubhouse or anything like that, but I think when I realized that Zanino wasn't going to be back and – the day that kk signed with the blue jays i was looking around on our roster and i'm like i don't know who's gonna be that guy that people go to for questions and it kind of fell into my lap where one of a couple of our young guys new 40-man guys asked a question about i was clubhouse stuff and i found myself writing a message up and i was like oh just here is kk's number text him and I was like, oh, I can't do that anymore. And I took a step back. And I was like, hey, I'll get back to you. Let me figure this out. And I ended up like texting KK. And I was like, hey, pal, what did you do? And you know, KK gave me a good rundown. Z gave me a great rundown of you know all this kind of stuff. And then I kind of took a step back on it and realized that I'm where KK and Z were at you know in their career when I first got called up you know when I was asking all these questions you know what do I do here how should I do this they were also four or five years into their careers you know they weren't the always the nine or ten year vet that they are right now so um, it definitely it, it made me kind of take a step back and realize I was like okay you know somebody needs to kind of step up a little bit and I've kind of I've asked Yondi i been like hey my Spanish isn't great I can't really bridge that gap. I need you to help out. And, you know, he's kind of, he understands that he's going to need to be there as well.
0: Really thoughtful answers from one Brandon Lau, and certainly hoping for health for him and uh, obviously continued success to him in Madison with their first addition to the family in Emmett. Hey, Ray's. Race- 2023 single game tickets are on sale now. Witness your Rays matchup against the Dodgers, Yankees, Braves and more. Tickets start at just $10. Purchase at raysbaseball.com. The 2023 season presented by Bayfront Health. You're listening to Countdown to Opening Day and coming up, Rays President of Baseball Operations Eric Neander. We're back in just a moment from Fort Myers, Florida on 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 on the Rays Baseball Network. Dave and Andy have the call at the top of the hour. Neil Solon's with you on countdown to opening day, getting you set for the Rays and Red Sox in Fort Myers on this Sunday afternoon. Obviously, health is going to be critical to the Rays. I chatted with the Rays president of baseball operations, Eric Neander, about that and what he hopes occurs over these six weeks of spring training.
1: Comfort, camaraderie, establishing a a really healthy chemistry, for lack of a better term, within the group. Um, you know, really zeroing in on that, that common goal of finding a way for this group to to ultimately win a World Series. But I think above and beyond, you know, that's really right in front of us. is just taking care of our bodies, making sure we're ready to go physically and most of all good health. Is
0: it almost every day on the calendar that guys are coming in feeling healthy? <laughs> that's another the most important thing on every day of the calendar in the exhibition season?
1: That is that is fair. Yeah, you don't want to put everybody in a bubble there's there's ways to certainly get through camp and in, in good health but not be where you need to be competitively physically or mentally but um it's a it's a very achievable balance between that and uh certainly so far so good
0: you had the chance to at least more closely monitor players this offseason than
1: last when you had to deal with the lockout or even
0: when you had the pandemic, you could monitor, but you were still at a distance. How much better do you feel about the way the overall group has come in because of that communication?
1: Much better. I think it's something that we we recognized last year. Like we're a team that is always going to be dependent upon young players, ascending players, uh, establishing themselves in the major leagues, and you know that the early part of their their career arc, their major league arc, and you know with that, the off seasons are critical to that success and. You know, when you're younger, you you need a little bit more of a roadmap than when you've got a few seasons underneath you. So, that was, I think, a a cost to our group last year. Perhaps one that was greater than we even realized until actually living through it. Um, but uh, you know, just made us appreciate the importance of that communication guidance this winter, and a lot of those players having those opportunities last year and getting their first cracks will will certainly be better for it as well. But uh, communication is everything. That trust and the relationship is everything, and long witted way of saying it's good to be back.
0: And from that end, a young player who seemed to come in um, a little bit different physically was Wander. What was the communication like with him and how do you think it's paid off in terms of the way he came into camp?
1: Oh, a lot of credit to, to Cashy, you know Rodney, um, you know, Carlos Rodriguez, a lot of our staff that you know, taking, making a visit down there, spending time with him, showing that level of care. You know, it's not a phone call. It's not a message at the end of the year. And then we'll see it in spring. You know, there's that added effort that was that was demonstrated to him. And sometimes that can can make a real difference. So looks great, you know, uh, physically moving free, uh, athletic, explosive, and excited to see where it takes him. Healthy.
0: Which is obviously very, very important. You take a look at the two key players you had injured most of last year. He... And also Brandon Lau, who is on this show as well. Him, him—the smile on his face said a lot when he came into camp.
1: Yeah, both of them are smiling a lot so far, and makes it easier for all of us to smile. But you know, it's each, each year. You, there's a there's a critical contributor to a club when they're playing. You see the difference they make. But when they're when they're out, uh, um, it's great uh, they, uh, for the sport. You you want your most talented players to be healthy. That's uh, important for the game and that's the, those are the players you want to watch and appreciate. So those two didn't get to play very often together last year. Um, their absences combined with just being a little bit beat up there down the stretch with some guys that were still active. Uh, we're excited to see this group back and healthy and uh, hopefully have the opportunity to play many more games together this year. If y-
0: those two guys are able to play at least 130 games this year, how much does that change the complexion of the club? Not that a team is built on two players.
1: Yeah, I think you you know, there's a the year-over-year year difference. I, I think some of the names were different, but the, the capabilities of our position player group last year and then two years ago, you know, there's a couple hundred of runs between those two groups in terms of their output. I, I think we all believe pretty strongly that the difference in what they're capable of is much closer than that. Not that the number two years ago is exactly where that bar is, but that's... Couple hundred runs—that—that that speaks, you know—a high percentage of that is just to health. And those two in particular, they're hitting somewhere at the top of the lineup for a reason, and um, you know, for us to go and be where we want to be. The pitching, the run prevention is going to be there. I feel very good about that with the athletes and the defense and everything we have. But those guys healthy are really good, what's going to determine, you know, by how many we're able to outscore our opponents.
0: Well, even if you get what hundred more runs, if your pitching is as good as it was, it's going to be a massive difference
1: for sure for sure you you very much know what you're talking about neil <laughs> in terms of the pitching what's what's different are, are you
0: deeper now than you were at this point a year ago in terms of the starters the bullpen where do you feel best about the run prevention side
1: um you know talk talent in depth talent and depth I, I think this is you know it's not an either or this is both you know it's it's a it's a quantity of quality you know it's We've got a, a five-man rotation um, that is arguably as good as any we've we've ever had. Um, we've got players behind that group of five. Yanni Chirinos, you know, healthy, you know, normal off-season. Um, he was in that mix of that that those five in terms of his quality before the injuries. Uh, Luis Patino, young, capable. Fleming, Dodge Bradley. You got to have the reinforcements behind that that front line. Um, we've got it. And then the bullpen, it's just it's really deep, you know, and those guys are all healthy. They're in a really strong position here coming into camp. And you're not so dependent on any one, two, three contributors to make this thing go. It is is—it is truly a group that, you know, any given game for the starters, you know, any given inning out of the bullpen, you got somebody there you feel really good about with some lines of defense behind them, too. What are you most curious about? as we get to
0: game action this weekend? Is it the young players, the Manzardos, the Montgomerys, the Meads, the Bradleys, or is it, let's say, some of the interesting minor league for agent pitchers you brought in that could compete for bullpen spots either now or in the very near term?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, back to a camp that, last year's camp was accelerated, certainly. Uh, And, you know, this is, you're back to, you know, a a full schedule, a full slate. I think the first couple weeks, you're you're spending a lot of your time. There's a grace period for the players. I think you want to make sure you get behind them and just encourage them to, to get themselves ready to to work into their preparation for the regular season and not pass too many judgments. And I think certainly for the first couple of weeks that applies. And and with that, it's it's this is the best time to build relationships to get to know one another. That applies player to player. That applies staff to staff. And. Staff to player, player to staff. So uh, that's that's so much of the early going here is, is just building the relationships, um, establishing that trust, and we talk a lot about the buy-in that exists with our players and how fortunate we are to have it. A lot of that occurs here in the early going.
0: And how critical is that with the amount of staff changes you have had? I mean, you've got three new members of this staff, and let's not forget, you have three members of the staff who are now in their second year on the coaching staff with uh, Dan DeMent, Brady North, and uh, Chris Prieto.
1: Yeah, no no doubt about it. Thankfully, these are all one talented staff members. They don't have a lot of collective major league experience, certainly, but they have a lot of experience with many of our players. Um, these are staff that have spent a lot of time in our, you know, our minor leagues, have relationships with their younger players, and certainly think that's something that's going to expedite the, the learning curve, so to speak, uh, when it comes to uh, helping them be the best they could be in the big leagues. Eric, best of luck the next five or six weeks. Hopefully you can keep everyone on a bubble and, and on the right path. We'll happily take every bit of luck we can get. Thanks, Neil.
0: And that's good stuff from Eric Neander, race president of baseball operations, and certainly appreciate his time and that of Brandon Lau. On the program today, I want to let you know that coming up next week, we'll chat with two guys who are headed to the World Baseball Classic, representing different groups. Jason Adam, of course, is going to play for Team USA, and Rodney Linares is the Rays bench coach this year, and he is going to be managing the team from the Dominican Republic. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. One ball, two strikes The pitch. Swing and a line drive down the right field line. To the corner. Go. If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com slash radio.
1: That might be Randy Rosarena's
0: biggest hit of the 2022 season. Opening day will be here before you know it.
1: Swing and a miss. He struck him out in the race
0: win. For tickets, visit raisebaseball.com.